Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Self Builders podcast by Mayflower Mortgage and Finance. I'm your host, Sam Taylor, and today I am really pleased to be introducing Mr. Lee Williams from Saffron Building Society. Lee, how's it going? Very well, thank you. Thanks for the invite, Sam. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, so uh, let, let's let's jump straight into this, Lee. Why don't you give us a, a little bit of background on yourself and how you found yourself um, in in the, you know in in the role that you're in at the moment? Yeah, no, of course. Yeah, so I'm Lee Williams. I'm a business development manager for Saffron for intermediaries. So um, yeah, Saffron um, Building Society, and. Yeah, I've been in the industry for over 20 years now with a number of different roles. So ranging, ranging from, you know, working on the counter to start off with, getting to see what mortgage brokers did um, and then finally going in and being an advisor myself after a couple of years. And um, yeah, 17 years then in mortgages. So for the last couple of years, I've been a BDM with, with Saffron. Um, I'm not just saying it, it has been the best move I've made. Um, really good lender, um, but equally a very good culture. So, um, yeah, really good move. And obviously means I'm more involved in self builds now, which is uh, a really good part of the market to be involved in. Amazing. You must have seen a lot of change over that period of time then. You've been yeah, man and boy, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, e- even in the last 10 years, uh, <laughs> let alone 20, but yeah, in the last, you know, 10 years there's been a lot of changes whether that be pandemic whether that be you know the economy there's been a huge amount of change um and and you know what it's highlighted is how resilient the housing market is and how brilliant mortgage brokers are really in the main because ultimately a mortgage broker is there giving that value day in day out understanding the market and and looking for the right solutions understanding you know multiple solutions for a customer rather than maybe just looking at one so it really just highlights the value of that advice um and 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 that's been a real key learning for me over the last 20 years i wouldn't have known that before Mm. before getting into the industry of how important that is yeah yeah perfect so self-built we've touched on that obviously that's our bread and butter that's the market that we're in here at yeah, mayflower tell me a little bit around how the, the you know how different it is um dealing with people who are uh, on a self-built journey compared to people who are just looking at going and buying a traditional developer um getting mortgage on a typical development type house what's the what's the main kind of difference yeah. there from your point of view well, I think I think you know it can be a lot more interesting. Personally, if, if I'm honest, you know I think I find it a lot more interesting because there's a lot more to it. You know, buying and building your own home, building you know gives so much more flexibility to look at actually building the property that you want rather than buying what is there. Um, so that extra flexibility of actually building a property that you want and want to stay in and putting your own stamp on from day one is is really, really interesting. I get to see a lot of different builds, which is amazing. Um, I think that because of that, every single self-build that we look at and we're involved in is totally different. So, you know, you tend to find that there's a lot more involved in it. Um, that then leads to if anything, what I mentioned earlier about the need for quality advice, it just sort of highlights it even more so when you're dealing with a, a self-build. Because if you've got someone who's supporting you from day one, um, we can really see the difference 
because ultimately it's it's helping them to look at getting the right finance but ultimately having the right finance is also having the right support around you as well uh, whether that be builders project managers so there's a lot more involved in a self-build versus say a traditional purchase um, where a property's already been built but there's a lot more benefit that it can give you as well. Um, it, you know, if you're that type of person that really enjoys, you know, the building element and, and wants that, you know, obviously we're all different. Um, but obviously it does give you that end product that you ultimately, you know, want and, you know, will we'll deserve at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We, I've, I've noticed uh, on these podcasts there's a bit of a theme that's uh, where people have been self-building recently. Obviously, the increases in terms of the cost of materials has had a, a, a big change over recent years. How does that work from your point Absolutely. of view? How, what kind of advice have you been able to give or, or what advice would you give to our listeners in that situation now? Well, yeah, I think it's a, a really important point because inflation, as much as inflation is going down, it's still at a higher level than we want it to be. You know, um, obviously the, the benchmark is 2% and, and we're way above that still at the moment, even though it's going down. So that obviously has an impact on services and the, the materials. So contingency is absolutely key. I think, you know, I say contingency, but also getting good costings as well. Um, that are conservative, that enable you to have some flex with the build. Um, and then having a contingency on top as well can be really, well, it's key. You know, as a building society, we're looking at, as part of a, a mortgage application, we're always looking at how can we ensure that the funding that they've got, whether that be the funds they've got or the funding that we're giving, is enough to complete this build. Because what you don't want to be doing is needing further funds later on down the line. So ultimately, we're looking at the contingency, you know, wanting to understand that the costings that are involved in it and getting those detailed breakdowns is what we would be looking for. But anyone who's looking to, you know, listening to this and looking to, to do their own build, you know, having that support of actually somebody helping you understand the costings that are involved in this build and, and not be shy away from those because what you want to know is you want to know about those upfront. You know, you, what you don't want to be doing is finding out about costs later on down the line or during a build, yeah, because sure. that can be a hard situation to then get those costs. Always, always makes me laugh when I when I when I watch grand designs because it, they always seem to go over, and 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 it always makes me cringe a little bit. But but ultimately, what it is is they always seem to have people that have been able to support them with all this extra money and 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 the vast majority of self builders out there don't have those extra funds. Yeah. So you know, it's just about. I think having that that those that clear goal of how they're going to ultimately afford the build, have the contingency, don't be tight in your costings, is really really key, especially in the current climate. It's even more heightens that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, in terms of Saffron, um, uh, that, that's right, isn't Saffron Building Society? Um, yeah, absolutely. Do, do we, is there a, a, an excuse my naivety, is there a one product off the shelf that works for self-build or do you have a range of products? Tell me a bit about that. So, yeah, so we have a range of products. It's really important to highlight, first of all, that as a building society, we do not offer self-build mortgages direct to customers as new borrowing. Okay, we only work with intermediaries like Mayflower sure. because we really see the value of the advice that they give. 
So ultimately, with us, we've got a range of products depending on how that build needs to be financed. So we have a range of products that are based on certain values of the property at certain stages and then being able to borrow certain percentages at those points. Okay, Um, so ultimately it just helps with uh, one costings. So if they don't need as much at certain stages, it means that they can potentially benefit from lower rates. But then what you also got is is more flexible options as well in terms of, you know, where if you need more borrowing at certain stages. So, um, yeah, we've got a couple of different products that are available. We do the larger loans as well. So we don't shy away from those bigger developments where a customer wants to build a big property with big costings. You know, we, we can we go beyond four million, for example. So we don't shy away from that. We are keen to support those as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got one where we can look at, you know, 65% of the value initially of the land. Yeah. And then we can then look up to 100% of the build cost. Now, with us, we fund in arrears of the works that have been completed. Okay. Um, so, ultimately, the works would need to be done, and then we would then be able to fund based on the works that have been done, for example. So, that's one product that we've got and the total borrowing in that scenario would be up to 75% of the value of the property expected when it's been built. And then we've got another one where it's 80% at the outset, 80% of the build cost, and then overall borrowing 80% of the value at the end. So don't get me wrong, your broker is going to go into a lot more detail than yeah. this, but it just sort of highlights that we don't just have a one, we don't product, we don't have a one fits all approach to the way that we, we work because it, it very much does need to be, especially with self-build lending, that we are looking at it from a personal approach. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for example, with us as a lender, we've got a lot of expertise in this area because it's a key area that we specialize in and we have underwriters that will review it at a very, very early stage. And then obviously in terms of my role, I work very closely with the brokers that I work with and my broker partners, um, you know, will, will, will look to me at an early stage as well to say, look, how would Saffron potentially consider this borrowing as well? So it's really just trying to make everything as efficient as possible, but also be personal with the way that we look at it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, because it is such a personal thing, isn't it? You know, it's not just, a, you know, mm. anyone going out there and, and picking from the four or five kind of styles of houses that you can get from a developer. It's all very cookie cutter, isn't it? Whereas you're dealing with such a bespoke yep. and unique and personal experience. I guess you've always got to mirror that in your offering as well, huh? Uh, absolutely that you know if, if we didn't do that in all honesty i don't think we would fund anywhere near as many self builds as we do because you know we do want to get to know the the, the build we want to know who's going to be involved who yeah. who's going to be the project manager the, the costings and and all those sorts of things and if we had a one fits all approach you know it's it that's near on impossible with a self build because everything is so different so you know yeah having that personal approach to the way that we look at it is is really really key um, and then ultimately it means that we can hopefully add value to our brokers as well that, that are helping you with yeah. your self builds because of the way that we can work closely together yeah i love that and uh, in terms of popularity of self builds what what's the trends been like have you seen uh, maybe a dip off after the pandemic the economic crisis all those kind of things or have you seen it ramp up what, what, what's kind of going on uh, in terms of the market I mean, from our point of view, we've seen the market is is increasing. You know, we are seeing there's more demand for that, especially with custom build becoming more of a, uh, you know, more available 
Um, there's a lot more builds and you know I know from conversations with Mayflower they're involved in a lot of these custom builds that are being considered as well now anyway so you know those developers that, that want to go down the custom build route that will, will will open up the market much more as well you know that in that that side of it is growing um, but we're seeing it uh, as an increased area not just purely for those that want to do land and build or knock down and rebuild we're seeing a lot of renovations conversions there's a lot of opportunity to go and get a property that's derelict for example and you know and, and still be able to put their stamp on it um, and we use our self builds to help with those as well um, we're also seeing a lot of home improvements but vast home improvements where you may be doing like a big wraparound extension um, you know, and, and ultimately from that point of view customers need to be able to consider when they're looking at those builds um, the value of the property at the end well the benefit of the way that we would look at it as a lender is that we will look at it on our self build range so that we can look at the value of the property once the, the home improvements have been done as well so it doesn't need to be the traditional land and build that everyone tends to expect yeah but we are seeing all of those other areas really ramp up as well um and it you know as a, as a, as a lender like i say we're really keen to support that one because we can see the growth in that area but equally you know it's a big opportunity for us as a lender to support those that, that need that more manual personal approach yeah yeah the wraparound extension that's a fascinating one isn't it taking the existing footprint and then almost like doubling it tripling it to, to give yourself a lot more kind of uh square footage and and freedom and flexibility yeah. to put your stamp on something that's existing Absolutely. And, you know, we're seeing more of that, you know, there's loads of TV programs at the moment where it's listed or, or improve it, those types of things where, you know, people don't just want to move. They just potentially need more space. And actually where they are is perfect. Um, or it might be that they're priced out of the area or they're not comfortable with the market. You know, there's loads of different reasons why they may want to just improve the property that they've got rather than look to sell uh, and, and, and buy something else. Um, but uh, like you said, adds their own stamp it allows them to create what they want um so that that can be a, a you know something really proud of you know I, I i get to speak to obviously the brokers but you know i've i've known some people myself that have built their own properties and you know when you go around their property they're so proud of what they've got and what they've been able to achieve because they they can almost see you know what's gone into every brick that's been you know laid and things like that so you know from that point of view you can't get that with another with another property that you're just buying off off you know right move where it's already been built so you know it, it does add an extra layer of of you know achievement effectively and i love you know it's brilliant to see with my friends that have got their properties that they've built there's no way they're going to sell them you know this is their dream homes yeah. and they've been able to achieve it when they wouldn't have been able to achieve that if they were trying to buy it um built you know, because it, it meant that they had that flexibility to build it um, and, and the land in buying was, was more of an option for them than it was if they were to try and build a property um, in this area um, that's already been built. Love that, and it's so nice to it's so nice to hear that there's an increase in this, that there's more interest in people going on that journey. Uh, when I was chatting to Mike, uh, I think it was all the way back in the first episode, um, he was talking a lot around how European influence is now starting to fall into the UK, and how across Europe, it's it's very rare to just have four or five house types. 
and that's it, and it's spread across 90% of the country. Actually, it's, it's almost in the reverse, and that there's a lot of bespoke kind of um, properties and homes and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So it's nice to see that actually that may be playing a bit more of a part on, on our shores, which is um, very exciting. Now, one of the things that we spoke about um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, back again, back on this podcast, was around energy efficiency. There was a chap who was building a, a passive house, um, and it was great. We talked about ground source heat pumps. We talked around kind of the future proofing of this property, um, around essentially cutting down all their bills. Um, is there a benefit? Obviously, there's a financial benefit, but from a lender's point of view, is there a benefit in... Um, uh, like almost being as efficient as you can, as energy efficient as you can, or or sustainable as possible in terms of how the lenders will look on that, or is it purely down to uh, kind of end end value? That's a tricky well, one, isn't it? I mean, it? From a valuation <laughs> point of view, it's going to yeah, it's a tough one. That you know, well, very interesting. You know, because green the green agenda is massive. Okay, yeah. and um, for us as a lender, you know. First of all, we're going to look at it based on the value at the end. Don't get me wrong. We, we are going to do that. But, you know, from our point of view as a lender, we want our lending book to be as green as possible. You know, we are keen to help achieve the, the planet being as efficient as possible and as green as possible. And, you know, it's really is really important, you know, um, and it is a big agenda for us, you know, in terms of as a lender, what can we do to influence that? And, you know, one big part of the market that, that helps achieve that is self-build because from day one they can achieve those efficiencies with their homes um and actually they're doing it in a way that works for them as well as an individual and that's really really key as well so you know i think that from that point of view it really helps with our agenda of trying to create as green and uh, a lending book as possible because like you say naturally they're going to be looking at these efficiencies cost of living crisis as much as it's a green agenda don't get me wrong it's also the efficiencies on their costs yeah. you know because ultimately the cost of living crisis has highlighted the cost that we've got just to maintain our homes mm. and by building a property that that means that your bills are cut from day one means that you then for the life of that you know that property you are then starting to to, to reap those rewards um so and 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 obviously by building a property you can design a property to benefit those as well you know and that's key because a lot of the efficiencies that you can see that that you know we talk about the in ways to improve a property sometimes has a hurdle of that property not allowing those efficiencies really you know so it might be that the property isn't well be built to be able to be as efficient as uh, you know and use the insulation if it's a uh, a victorian built property they might need more airflow you yeah. know so from our point of view south built you know you are designing a property and ultimately being able to create it in a way that makes it to be as efficient as you want it to be yeah yeah love that looking forward a little bit now lee um what what What's what's happening? What's coming downstream that self-builders would need to know about? Let's say I was going to embark on a self-build next year. Uh, we were putting the plans in place. Yep. Now. What the kind of what advice would you give to me um, to just sort of things to keep in mind for, for having a go next year? Okay, so I think first and foremost, and I know I said it before. I think I said it a few times already, but I really do feel very passionate about it. Is um, get the right support 
from day one, you know, so whether that be for your financials, you know, obviously a financial advisor, mortgage advisor that, that's specializing in South Fields, can, that can help you, not just purely from a financial point of view, but they would also be able to give you a steer in, say, the project management, the costings, those types of things can be really, really important, like I say, from day one, get you on the right path. Um, then you know really do your own due diligence and feel comfortable with the, the with the project management the contractors that are going to be involved in in the build um, get a good feel for who they are and and what they do not just purely off the costings mm. you know working purely off a quote um, you know you're going to be involved with this builder or project manager for up to say two years that's what we normally would say a build would be is, is, is a two-year build okay. don't get me wrong majority of builds are done well within that but you're going to be working with them for some time and they're achieving what you've got in your head is your dream home potentially and you want to be working with someone that you know that you can work with so as much as you're going to be looking at the costings and that's obviously going to drive things what i'd also is say is make sure that you've got someone that you can personally work with as well and feel that they will give you the time okay because you know there's no doubt read all, all the time about how much demand there are on trades so equally you want someone that's going to be dependable for you during that build period and sometimes that can be just down to a gut feeling as well okay you know as a lender we will do due diligence to understand the builder you know understand how the build is going to be completed um, to feel comfortable with that but you know you you as a, a self builder want to go a bit further further than that in my opinion you know you want to make sure that you feel comfortable of who who you've got that's involved in every stage of your build and and attention to detail you know if you've got those detailed costings you know how does that work with what you've got in your head for those plans and and ultimately contingency i, I always say contingency 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 because if costings are going to go over then you want to make sure that you know that you've got that to relieve that stress that you may feel. Yeah. Okay. Um, build again. I'm going to relate it to somebody that I know that's built their own property as well. Even though they've done all of this, it, there were stages where they felt a little bit more stressed because they wanted things done a little bit quicker, or there might have been times where where um, you know things had changed and they now wanted to do something slightly differently. Whether that be you know change a bath or you know the design yeah. of a bathroom or whatever it may be, there were small things, but at the time it was heightened. So the more that you've got someone that you can work with and you know that you've got that support is absolutely key. I've gone way beyond what Saffron would look at um, by saying that, but I do think that this time, if you're looking at doing something next year, then use this time wisely to really just get a sense of who they are, as well as the costings, the timescales and everything that's involved in that build. Some huge nuggets of information in there that are going to be really, really valuable for our listeners. And yeah, I agree and back up everything good. you said on that. Um, Lee, this was really insightful and, and bloody good to chat. If people could, if people want to reach out to you, I'm assuming you're no, on LinkedIn. Same. Yeah, you're, you're on yeah. LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah all yeah. over LinkedIn. I, I, I get a lot of people taking the mick out of me for my LinkedIn. Um, so yeah, no, I'm on LinkedIn. You can definitely <laughs> reach out to me. <laughs> I'm about to go and have a look at that myself and reach out, I think. And of course, it's Saffron for Intermediate Trees. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, little, yes. little plug there. But yeah, feel free to get in Thank touch. Thank you, mate. Lee, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And um, yeah, we'll and speak you. to you again. Yeah, thank you very much. Take Have care. Cheers. Day. Welcome to the Self Builders Podcast, the podcast that covers everything you need to know to get on the way to building your own house. 
We're brought to you by Mayflower Mortgage and Finance, the self-building finance specialist in the UK. Each episode, we'll be speaking to self-builders and learning from their challenges so that you can build your own home without making the same mistakes by listening to that conversation. So if you're serious about wanting to build your home and want to hear about the challenges that other self-builders have had who have been there, done that and got the t-shirt, then you're in the right place. Let's get into it. This is the Self-Builders Podcast.